Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm for, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody listening, back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside my friend, my tag team partner, my podcast co-host, the New Jersey Kid. And we've got two different things we want to talk about today. We've got, obviously... Mm -hmm wrestling show that we want to talk about fighter fast we'll get to uh but before that i think it would be important to speak out about speaking out a little bit as that's been the, the really big important other topic in wrestling these days other than covid of course but that's i guess at this point almost old news yeah you just get one scandal crisis after another kind of a thing right yeah i mean it it's nuts i mean you have the covid thing and then now all the speaking out and it I'm so glad this is happening too, right? Like it's absolutely, yeah. Like even though it is, a lot of these stories are old. It's not like all these things have like happened recently or even during like the COVID quarantine. Like these are stories from years ago. Like these are important to have gotten out. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to have had it earlier, but you know, you can never really rush when a victim's ready to tell their story. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm so glad they have too, because and not only just to get out some of the truth about like some of the people that we should be wary of too, but like also to seeing the kind of gamut of things too. Cause like some people are on the far more, like it's still shitty what they did, but I don't think their career should be over. Like Sammy Guevara being prime example in my mind for that, you know, cause like Sammy, his case is like, he said a really, really outrageously stupid poor taste joke a couple of yes. years ago. But you know, he didn't touch anybody. And also, I think very importantly also is that the way that he's reacted to it is not to defend his actions. Correct. Yeah. Like he's he been didn't... completely apologetic. He understands what he did wrong and why. And then yeah. AEW, I give credit mm -hmm. to for still reacting to the situation. Exactly. Because... Like, there's still a response that needs to be needed. And like, yeah. I think what is it? He's temporarily suspended for a short time. And then like his pay going is, I think, counseling. going to some women's shelters and he's yeah, going to counseling. Then... Yep. Mm -hmm. So and that, I, mean, yeah, like, I, I would very much expect like, so do you think that like Sammy Guevara will be back? Yes. Because like you said, it was a very dumb joke. We he was younger at the time and he still is young because what he's in his 20s, right? Mm -hmm. um, definitely. Uh, we've all done dumb shit. Like he, he just happened to have a platform to say it in front of a large audience and have it right, like that, out yeah. on the internet. Mm -hmm. And so, like, yes, he should. He should obviously be punished for that. I'm not. That's not. I'm not giving excuse. But like, it is by. It is a far cry from what the allegations against like David Starr and stuff are. And so, yes, I think Sam Guevara could come back. 
I don't think we're going to see the likes of Sammy Guevara or not uh, David Starr, uh, Joey Ryan. Um, who else has been? Oh, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Who else has gotten hit? Michael Elgin. Uh, Elgin, Leggero. Uh, yeah. George oh, Devlin. Uh, from uh, NWA, uh, the one producer. Oh, David Dave Lagana. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there is, I mean, there is a lot of scum in the world of wrestling. And I, I guess the other thing, too, like, and I'm, I'm really glad that um, Brian Alvarez had pointed this out, too, that it's like, for the people that are acting like all of a sudden the wrestling business is now gross, it's like, no. The wrestling business has always had a ton of gross people. And if anything, there's actually way less gross people now than there was. But just the prevalence of uh, social media and things like that, being able to get access to what people have said. And also on the fortunate side, how much more our culture has shifted to the point where people are encouraged to be able to share their stories now. Whereas yeah. like even like 10 years ago, but especially like 20, 30, 40, like it was so much more like if, if anybody spoke up, you would just get fucked. Like they, like the victim would get victimized even more. Yeah. It's not this, uh, caring environment that's coming out now when someone speaks out people are actually defending them uh if someone does try mm-hmm. to attack them exactly i mean and, and you know i'm i'm thinking of in particular like one of the really big cases like um ashley massaro i think her name was right it was like in the mid-2000s or something there was some story about her like getting i think it was raped on a military base when they went to the middle east somewhere yes. and like she kind of like tried to speak out about the situation and tell her story and people just like like dogpiled on her was like saying like it was her fault, all this kind of shit. And then mm-hmm. a little while later, I assumedly potentially related to that scenario. She ended up fucking killing herself, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, that's just so fucking heartbreaking, you know, that that was the culture, not even that long ago, but it's, it's a really big and necessary step forward for the wrestling business. And of course, all businesses to take going forward. Yeah, it's good to see, like, this is kind of on the, the heels of the Me Too movement in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and believe me, Hollywood and wrestling are not the only industries where this kind of shit is happening. And But you're right, our culture is going in that direction of things will be slowly cleared up as our younger generations start to age out the older generations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, I think, like, that kind of thing, like, does really give me a lot of hope for the future. Like, and I'm a pretty fucking cynical and very jaded person, but, like, seeing this kind of stuff really gives me a lot of hope. Like, as dark as it is, the material that comes out, the fact that it's coming out and the fact that the response to it has been so overwhelmingly positive, like, especially towards supporting the victims and keeping them safe. Yeah. Is great. And even companies reacting. Like, yes, like, mm-hmm. AEW has been a company that has reacted well to to. 99% of things that have come their way so far. Mm-hmm. Um, even WWE has done stuff like releasing Jack Gallagher and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, they've also, they released two more guys, right? I think uh, you mentioned the one, uh, uh, Leggero, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leggero. And I think it was somebody else as well, but I'm trying one to of the other UK guys. Yeah. Um, uh, Travis Banks, I think. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so, so it's, I mean, it's, back it's in the day, mm-hmm. WWE, that, I don't think you would see that even, I would say even five years ago, say. Yeah, I mean, the proof is in the fucking pudding. Like, like I mean, it's beset, like Ashley Massaro, that was a WWE case. And look yeah, at how it yeah. was handled. And then especially even further back in the past, too, like, you know, so much stuff with, like, 
I mean, I, probably Fabulous Moolah is actually one of the most notorious examples of so much controlling of women and putting them into these sexually compromising situations. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it is fucking disgusting. Given, like down the road, eventually gave into that with the renaming of the Moolah Battle, Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's it, it's been a slow, slow, slow progress in battle, but yeah. like I feel like steps are being made in the right direction. So. Mm-hmm. And the biggest that... thing is is keeping this up. It's like it's yeah. the same with the Black Lives Matter movement. It's the same with this, like all of these great movements. Like we need to keep it out in the open and keep it sh- like keep a light shining on it. Because as soon as it goes back into mm-hmm. the shadows, that's when things can regress. Right. Exactly. And and you know what? And on another note too, just like kind of extending on it, like showing that this is not just a female problem. Even though obviously the overwhelming amount of victims are mm. female. But, like, guys can get fucking raped and taken advantage of, too. Like, Keith Lee coming out and showing his story. Like, he's a big fucking dude. You wouldn't oh, think that anybody's ever going to do anything to him. But, like, Keith I Lee has his story. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. I have to look that one up. That's Yeah. That's so, crazy. it's like, yeah. uh, TJ, this shit can happen to anybody. TJ Perkins came out, too. Yep. And TJP. His, like, his is, like, he was 15 when stuff was happening to him. Like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's like, a child. That, yeah. That's, fuck, that's pedophilia. Like, people yeah. don't think about, like, women being able to commit pedophilia, but, like, yeah, they can. Yeah. Obviously, it doesn't happen as much as the other way around, but, like, yeah, it's, it's not a gender-exclusive thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think to keep all things fair and balanced, mm-hmm. then we also have situations like Matt Riddle, where mm-hmm. the accusation came, but then he came back and had his proof and a lawyer showing that like this woman has like stalked his family and things like that. And so we Mm -hmm. do have to show both sides of like, yes, these accusations are good and stuff like that, but there needs to be the thorough work of just making sure we're not just like firing people just because stuff has come out. Like, well, yeah, absolutely. Like, cause like the, the truth of the whole, like believe women kind of hashtag, like is not that like all of a sudden just because any woman says something, therefore we automatically punish whoever they talked about. But like, yeah, whenever they say it, that warrants a proper investigation because absolutely, yeah. You know, for so long, like, the history all... was like, oh, woman says something, whatever, you just sweep it under the rug. Who cares? But no, it's like, yeah, it needs to be looked into. Yeah, and the fact that like now, like these women aren't asking for anything; they're just telling their stories. They're not looking for a settlement or anything like that, which they obviously absolutely deserve. Like. Mm-hmm. Um, but all they're doing is just asking for people to listen, which is the easiest thing you can do as a human being. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just to, to have that basic level of compassion to listen to somebody when they have that suffering in that story, just to make the world a little bit better. Like we all owe mm-hmm. that to each other. So on to the other crisis going on in our country. I mean, Man, fucking COVID. It's like, I mean, how much work can be said about this book? Because I know we've ragged about it in the way that WWE's been responding to it versus other companies. And, like, I am still so proud of my favorite promotion right now, New Japan. Like, they've been taking all the precautions. And they've got stuff planned. Like, hey, shit, we're going to have fucking fans back by the end of, or by the, yeah, by the end of this month, next month. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're doing it the correct way. Like, limited capacity. We're just going to have... What are they, they're doing a quarter, I think, of the arena. Yeah, I think it's like a quarter or a third, something like that. Yeah, one of the like, and I know it's not half. I know it's below that. Yeah, it's definitely oh. below half. Mm. But yeah, that and like mandatory masks for everybody. Yes. Uh, 
at the very bare minimum temperature checks, but probably even more than that, as far as like trying to make sure that people aren't bringing it in, like, yeah, actually taking the proper precautions. Yeah. And, and also like, of course, this is relates into the show we're going to be talking about here, but like for AEW, like with John Moxley, like I have to give so much credit to both him and the company, right. With like him just coming forward ahead of time, like because he's the fucking champion. There's so much incentive to try and keep that secret. If you were a scummier person, yeah. but it's like, no, like I'm not going to fuck over my employees, my work associates, the company that I work for. Like, I'm going to tell you, Hey, this is what's up. So I might need to be quarantined. Yes. On top of the fact that, did you see the uh, email from a WWE employee saying that the WWE has told them not to say anything on Twitter and stuff like that? They said the only people you can talk to about your positive results are someone you live with and the company itself. Wow. Yeah. That's so ridiculous. Like, that is so fucked up. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't read the article thoroughly. Uh, so I don't know the validity of it, but uh, Renee has said that like Vince McMahon, Triple H, like none of the higher ups have reached out to her about her positive test. Yeah, I, I feel like I don't know. That doesn't surprise me too much. I feel like they don't give a shit because she's in bed with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, <laughs> but like this is a it it's it's going it shows you this is the microcosm of the problem with COVID in America right now is people not caring about others. So, like, you have a company yeah. like WWE that is handling the situation horribly, and it could possibly be affecting the uh, like other people. Like, for example, you you mm-hmm. now have you have John Moxley get affected. God forbid anything happens to um, Adam Cole, which then affects Britt Baker. Like, mm-hmm. you have a lot of crossover in these uh, in these two companies. So. True, or yeah, like Peyton Royce going over to Ty Dillinger, or right. uh, That's, what I was, is his I was, name like, now? Sean Spears. Hey. That's his name. AW. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. There's so much crossover. And just that's a crossover of life, right? Like nobody or very few people live in complete isolation. So it's mm-hmm. like it's it's so disheartening to see how heartless they are. But it's also kind of par for the course for how Vince runs things, unfortunately. Yeah. But I'm very proud to see Tony Khan being a very different kind of guy and that he seems to really take a lot of these other priorities very importantly yeah he's very uh progressive for being like yeah as rich as he is <laughs> like yeah and I, I mean i think a lot of it probably just has to do with the fact that he's younger right like vince is an old ass man he's like yeah 70 something how old is vince these days yeah he he's got to be in his 80s now because he was 70s um back when like uh uh this is how I know, uh, like when the Shawn Michaels DVD came out, I think they were talking about his age and he was like, they said 70 something at that time. Damn. So then, yeah, he might be in his eighties now. That's crazy. But then, yeah, Tony Khan being a lot younger guy, I feel like it's just par for the course for the younger generation, just not wanting to ignore reality to make a buck. Like they care about what's happening. (laughs) Oh yeah. He's 74. 74. Yeah. Still, I mean, that's an old ass man. And you also like Tony Khan's dad. Like he was the one that built his company. Like so, Tony mm-hmm. Khan is now only like the second generation. Where like Vince is third generation in his family for like promoting and stuff like that. So there's that. Tony's more connected to like this core that hasn't been like filtered out through the generations, so to speak. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Yeah, because I guess like the further you are into a dynasty, I feel like you get further removed from the actual goals of your organization and more just about preserving what's there. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Shouldn't wax poetic for too long, I suppose. Should we get yeah. into some predictions? Yeah, sure. Actually, I guess first prediction is, do you think, is the Moxley versus Cage match going to happen? Um, so that's supposed to happen on July 8th, right? Yes, according to yes. the cards I've seen, they're on July 8th. And it was around, so that would be right at the two-week mark from mm-hmm. around the time of Renee's positive test. So I would say it's likely, because I haven't seen at all if um, Renee has said if she's showing symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if she is asymptomatic, then it's mostly that like Mox could get away with being uh, like not getting it or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'd, say, I'd say there's a higher chance that it, the match happens. I think so too, especially we yeah, right with it being scheduled on July eighth time wise, that would make sense. I feel like it's probably gonna happen, especially too because like with with how I feel like conscious Tony Khan has been, if he didn't feel really confident that it was gonna happen, like with this updated card, I feel like there would either be like a stipulation or like a secondary plan in place. Like something like that. And yeah, it some doesn't kind seem of like, like there is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that makes me think but that I, it's probably gonna happen. I also have confidence, too, that, say, Mox shows up on July 8th and tests positive. I also have confidence that they would go, okay, no match. Let's figure something else out. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel like that's absolutely true. That they would have the consciousness to be like, all right, we are definitely gaming for this, but you know what? It, it's better for everybody if we don't. So, Yeah. And, and you have another match on that card, on the July 8th card, in Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy, that I could see as the main event. So it's not like you... It's not like a UFC card a lot when you see, like, when the main event goes, they don't have anything else that can, like, hold up the card. I think that Chris Jericho match could easily fill in. Yeah, I feel like that one could either main event or um, probably the big tag match, like FTR and FTR, Bucks yeah. versus yeah. Uh, Butcher Blade and Lucha Bros. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, let's see. Although, speaking of those matches, let's see. What do I feel most confident in? Um, Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for a little bit of cheese right off the beginning. I'm gonna take Nyla Rose versus the nobody that's even been announced because I feel like you're not going with the the new wrestler TBA. I mean, it's actually a really risky thing to do that because I feel like TBA could be anything, right? Like, what if it's like a debuting new female wrestler that's really important and she kicks Nyla Rose's ass? Yeah, but like who's, uh, what women are out on the free market right now? Tessa Blanchard. Uh, no not her though i'm sure they won't hire her we want your dad we don't want you yeah or you know maybe maybe this is like a secret coup with like charlotte talking about how she's like going away for a little bit what if she like stabs wwe in the back and like shows up in AEW? I mean, apparently, apparently, people were upset backstage that Ric Flair was told to come to those tapings with all the people testing positive for COVID. So they should she be. He's home. a he's like a dead old man. Like <laughs> don't put him near anybody who has any disease. Like not even just COVID. If you have the fucking flu, don't go near Ric Flair. <laughs> we have allergies. Don't go near. Ric Flair. Yeah, don't. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'm, I'm taking Nyla Rose over the. I'm guessing it's probably just going to be a jobber to give her some heat back, but if it's somebody new, yeah. I think I'm going to end up being completely wrong. <laughs> so that's a gamble. Let's see. What match would you like to take? Yeah. Hold on. I'm just looking up real quick. I don't think WWE released any women recently, right? It was all guys, I think. Yeah, I don't... I'm trying to remember. With Sarah Logan, did she get released or did she just decide to leave for a oh, little bit? I'm trying to she, remember. I think she, she left. She got released, but she did say that she doesn't want to wrestle for a while. She said she wants to like step away from the business. Yeah, some people kind so of you... say those lies and then they show up in another promotion sometimes. <laughs> and then Tony Khan offers you a shit ton of money and you're like, oh, yeah, like, I do. That was exactly what John Moxley was saying. Like, he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be done with wrestling for a little bit, uh, except I'm not. <laughs> yes, I think, yeah, she was one of the only women, really. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I'm stuck with TBA, and I, I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. Okay. Uh, I'm oh, going to go. What if, what if TBA stands for Tessa Blanchard arriving? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the details though on, on her release? She's such a fucking bitch. Like, I I, I skimmed through some of it because I know there was like some old like racist accusations towards her and whatnot. But then like I'd heard that like basically within the company she was just acting like this total hotshot bitch and then not even yeah. doing anything to earn her she top spot and top pay. She's in Mexico right now, and like they were like, okay, like tape these like promos and send them in to us, and like. She never sent yep. them in, so they had to completely rework their production to <laughs> get her on the show. And it's like, you're not that, like, you're the fucking champion of Impact. I'm sorry. Like, Impact is doing well. Don't get me wrong. Like, the, the show is a lot better than it has been for the past how many fucking years. But, like, mm-hmm. you're not anyone in this business yet. Like, slow your fucking roll. And then, like, whether you are or whether you're not, like, you have this spot. Like, you're the fucking champion. Lead by yeah. example for your locker room. Like, mm-hmm. I could be such a lazy bitch. Like, especially while you're trying to negotiate a new contract. Like, how is being an asshole going to mm-hmm. get you a bigger contract? <laughs> Maybe she just describes it like the NWA or NWO. Like, why do think he's like, oh, if I just be a giant tool, maybe I can get a lot of money in control somehow. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you, you know that there was just these huge releases in WWE and stuff like that, and people mm-hmm. are looking for work. And Impact has the pockets now with Anthem. <laughs> like, there's going to be no issue in them signing people. Like, mm-hmm. uh, all right, I'm off my <laughs> fucking Tesla <laughs> horse. Yeah, let's uh, leave her in the past. I'm going to go with Cody defending <sighs> the TNT championship against uh, Jake Hager. Yeah, hmm. I am so split on that. I feel like you're probably right. Yeah, I but... I took a 50-50 bet on this. Yeah. The other thing that's, like, boiling with this whole thing that I keep thinking about is, like, I feel like Cody's heel turn is imminent. And I'm wondering mm-hmm. whether it's going to be more so with him still with the title or maybe, like, if he loses the title and that's, like, the last straw. And then he turns now... heel from that. What do you see his heel turn as? Because I, I have a theory of uh, what's going to happen with him. I So I guess I feel like it's going to be a lot of sort of like isolating away from the rest of the Nightmare family and then being like solely like Arn Anderson is my guy 
Like, it seems like it's almost going to be something like that, but I'm not 100% sure. What, what is your theory? I think with the arrival of FTR, uh, I don't know if you've noticed, they've been throwing up the four horsemen fingers um, oh. on TV. And so I think it's, I think you're right. I think you've got a point with the, the Nightmare family abandoned him and so did the Elite. Like, he, he even said that on a promo recently, right? Mm-hmm. Like, where's the Nightmare family? Where's the Elite? And I think he just goes, fuck you guys. I've got Arn, one of the four horsemen, great mm-hmm. manager for Cody, FTR, and I just don't know who the fourth one would be, but at least all maybe, along those Maybe you of... consider Arn as the fourth. Oh, maybe, yeah. But just like that as other, kind of like, like the manager fourth. Either that or maybe, I guess it would be a muscle person, right? Like a heavy? Yeah, but someone who not... wrestles the old school style. Because that's why I, I want to see Cody and FTR together. Like both the, the team and mm-hmm. Cody are like two, three great individuals that can wrestle the old school style. And that's how they would pay homage. So I just don't know who that mm-hmm. fourth guy would be, but you're, you're right. It would, I think it would be. What about this for a conspiracy theory? What if uh, Hager is planning on leaving the inner circle to join this new group? And this is like a finger poke of doom scenario where Hager lays down for Cody and then reveals himself as his new heavy. <laughs> and then joining FTR and they create a new stable all managed by Arn Anderson. Yeah. Did, uh, did Curtis Axel get released? Um, I I have no idea, dude. I'm I'm actually surprised to hear you say that he might still be employed there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me look that up because he he could be a good one at least of being like uh Kurt's uh Kurt's son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he is no longer with WWE. Hmm. Yeah, maybe him. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so Cody Cody and Hager. So I guess the other thing I could think of is, yeah, is, I don't know. I, I think you're right. I think Cody's probably keeping it for now, though. Because Hager seems like just, a weird one like, to drop it. He's right on the edge of, like, because well, I see him keeping Hager strong. So that's why I'm oh, split yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. And so um, I I just think it's just, just too early to have Cody drop it. Like, maybe the next pay-per-view or something, he could drop it. And I feel like that would be long enough. Mm-hmm. Or hell, if if you did actually, you know what would be a really fun one? If they did another match with Darby Allen, maybe Darby Allen could finally get that win over Cody and take the TNT title. Mm. So I like the kind of series of matches that they've had, and I feel like at some point Darby Allen has to beat Cody. Yeah, to get that uh, to get that win back. Or just to to kind of show that progress because like he's fought him several times and he lost. Uh, like every time so far, but like he's getting closer each time to beating him. So mm-hmm. then I feel like that eventually that benchmark of like finally beating Cody, whether it be for a title or not, would be like a huge uh, step up for him. Yeah. Because also it seems to me like he's, although didn't he get some sort of accusation recently? Shit, I'm trying to, <laughs> he might be on the list of people. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've seen anything about Darby. Uh, all right, so I, I won't I won't feed empty speculation. I'm probably misremembering. Uh, all right, I'm going to pick my next match. I'm picking Lance Archer over Joey Janela. I don't think there's any way that Joey Janela pulls it out. No, Lance Archer's too big, too strong, too much of a priority. And took that heavy loss against Cody, but it was still a good loss. But he needs some more wins. Dang. 
Oh, any, yeah. uh, any defense for Joey Janela? Uh, I, I, I will defend him on that he has attacked Joey Ryan and called him out for his shit, so I've enjoyed that. Ah, true. So, yeah, real-life Joey Janela, cool guy. But, yeah, character-wise, yeah. you're going to lose to Lance Archer, buddy. <laughs> um, you are correct, though. So there's only, I'm only coming across one article so far of saying that he's been accused of um, like manipulation and stuff in a past relationship. Manipulation and abuse, they're saying, in a past relationship. Mm. Okay. Still not great, but yeah, not on the same level of raping people. Yeah. Although maybe that's probably why he's not on the card either. It's maybe because they're trying to like figure out the truth of that before they do anything with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then we have, I'm going to do... Man, these some of these are hard to. Uh, you know, what? I'm yeah, gonna I... say I'm gonna say FTR and the Young Bucks pull out the win over uh, Butcher and Blade and Lucha Brothers. Yeah, I feel like if they stay on the same team, there's no way they're gonna lose. But like, if they maybe FTR turns on the Bucks, I feel like that's the only way that they could lose. Yeah, I just think it's. I think this one's going to be a great drawn out. Like, I want to see FTR beat like everyone else before they get to the Young Bucks, because mm, that's mm-hmm. the big match. So, yeah, definitely, that's obviously very big match. Like, I'm so glad they're finally the same promotion too. Like, all you yes. need to do is also get New Day in there too. <laughs> it's like New Day and Young Bucks. That's like a fun what they've been trying to tease for a long time. Oh my god, yeah. Or I'm trying to wasn't wasn't there another um. I mean, the elite in general. So it's like the three-man tag, like them plus Omega. Yes. Yeah, because it was back uh, when they, I think it was back when they were in New Japan that they were trying to get that match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. Speaking of which, though, actually, I think I'm probably going to go for that match next. I think I'm going to go Omega and uh, Paige retain over Best Friends. Yeah, I was thinking about that one, too, when I before I made my FTR and Young Bucks pick. I mean, I like best friends, but I feel like they're just not uh they're not championship material at this point compared to Omega and Page. And clearly, especially when like the biggest star out of their trio is not even the guy in the tag team. You've got Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he's gonna be main eventing with Chris Jericho. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> because of a bag of oranges. <laughs> I mean the pulp joke was pretty funny. I will give oh that a Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> And I love that, like, Jericho just laughs his ass off about it every time. Like, he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. Uh, speaking of that match, though, that's what I'm mm-hmm. going to go with next. I'm going to say Orange Cassidy gets the win over Jericho. Wow. I think Jericho okay. wants to make this guy. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely think so, too. I think he's a huge fan of him, and that's why the program's happening, but... Hmm. You think Orange Cassidy? Because I'm trying to think. Have I they think... actually had a match together before, or Sorry, is this their, their? I was wondering, is this their first singles match together? Jericho and Orange. Yeah. Yeah. Or have they fought like on TV yet? Uh, not that I th- like. Besides the brawls leading up to this match. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I feel like if it's the first time they've had a singles match, then I feel like there's a bigger chance that Jericho could win, but I feel like he's probably going to cheat out his ass. 
like to the point where it's like extremely obvious that like Cassidy would have won otherwise. Hmm. Okay. To like extend it out. I could see that. Especially if he like pulls some sort of shit with like hitting him a bunch of oranges or something. I don't know. I feel like that's going to be in there somewhere. The pulp <laughs> thing can't just be like a random joke. I think that's got to play off to the, in the finish. <laughs> <laughs> he like goes under the ring, pulls out like a Pulp Fiction DVD, <laughs> <laughs> tosses that to the side, and then grabs like the actual. <laughs> yeah, do you see it's got like extra pulp on it or something for the orange juice? <laughs> uh, um, okay, let's see. So you pick orange. I was, I was just gonna I, say I'll for that match, mm-hmm. I definitely yeah. see like Orange Cassidy doing his normal like the shin kicks and stuff like that. And it's Jericho mm. that draws out the serious side of Orange Cassidy. So yeah. that's that's what I want to see. Give him a reason to take his hands out of his pockets. Yeah. Okay, let's see. We got... All right, I'm going to go for uh, Hikaru Shida retaining over Penelope Ford for the women's yeah. title. Again, I just don't see like these women's matches... It's like Penelope Ford just seems like we have our champion, just slot in a girl. Like, Yeah, I'm, I was trying to even th- remember or think about, like, why is Penelope Ford the number one contender? I think she won a match. Let me see if uh, the page I have up here has a little bit of, like, how each match got made. Mm. Also, I like that explanation. Like, I think she won a match? Well, it's not like a tournament or anything, like. Yeah, but it's like, but it, it's indicative, right, of their past booking pattern with this division. That's just like a girl wins a match, and then all of a sudden she's in championship contention. Yeah, this this article doesn't even have the background on their match. Okay, well, I guess they didn't even bother to put up a charade. It's just like, well, this is just happening. Like when Burt Breaker is their only like solidified woman. Uh, Nyla's getting there. I'll give her that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they got like, uh, um, oh my god, why am I blanking on the name of their first champion that she had? Um, oh Japanese god. girl. Oh my god, Riho. I am so ashamed. Yes, Riho, thank you. Do you want to know how that was really embarrassing? That? I was thinking, of, oh, another person that was called out, Jim Cornette, not listening to his podcast anymore. Uh, he, he always went, Riho, like the Ricola. <laughs> so that's how I oh. remember. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, she just got this in the bag. Yeah. Uh, my next one isn't picking out of logic. It's just I really want to see this. <laughs> I want to see Cole Cabana and the Dark Order beat SoCal Uncensored because I want to see Cole Cabana in the Dark Order and see how that goes. Yeah, that that is really going to be interesting. And yeah, I definitely feel like Colton Dark order probably should win um probably even less for the colt cabana reason but more so just to keep the dark order strong mm-hmm. like with Brody lee uh but yeah i'm super interested to see what's going on with colt because the other yeah. thing i'm wondering too is like do you think that he's a genuine convert or do you think that he's like infiltrating the ranks and is going to like betray them to scu or somebody else i could see it going either way and i think it'd be interesting no matter what because it's colt like mm-hmm. the only time i can think of him as a legit heel is in the Juggalo Championship Wrestling, he played a cop. And so, like, Juggalos, <laughs> it's all about, like, weed and drinking and stuff, right? Like, right. so mm-hmm. he was, like, the anti-that. And, like, 
that's all I can think of is him being as a heel. Like that obviously could be me forgetting stuff in Ring of Honor or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, so Wait, I know like, yeah, to see him. Yeah, definitely. Like overwhelmingly in his career, he's been a babyface, and he's a good babyface. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see him kind of cross the aisle in that way. Uh, all right, let's see. We've got three matches left. Um, I am going to take. This is really hard, actually, but um, I'm gonna say Moxley retains over Cage. I'm, I'm like really only maybe about fifty percent confident because I feel like Cage is exactly that type of fucking dude that like he could just run in demolish and just hold on to this title for a little while but like i feel like somehow mox is going to pull it out at least for now yeah i definitely see brian cage as a champion but just mm-hmm. not right now yeah because it, it i feel like they aren't necessarily the kind of company to shotgun the title onto somebody right away so that's my biggest thing is just because I, I feel like if they had put the like for example when they did the tnt title they didn't just shoot onto lance archer right away and they could have yeah and so I feel like they're probably not going to do the same thing with Cage. But, like, I could also see, like, Cage is maybe so dominant. Maybe he actually didn't, like, maybe he gets himself disqualified or something. Like, fucks up Moxley so much that he accidentally prevents himself from winning the title that way. Like, I feel like they're definitely going to make Cage look very strong. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. The other, the wild factor, too, is with Taz. Because I feel like Taz could pull some sort of shenanigans, right? And maybe, like, help him take the title from Moxley. But... Yeah, that's a tough call. Uh, I did a quick research, and Cabana was also keel recently in Ring of Honor. Remember when he teamed up with Dalton Castle, and then he turned on him. Uh, oh, that's when he okay. was heel last, but still not like okay. I wouldn't say major heel. So I mm-hmm. think this would be a much more entertaining one. All right, let's see. We got Jurassic Express and MJF versus Wardlow or Private Party with uh, Matt Hardy versus Santana Ortiz. Yeah, I'm going to go with... I'm going to say I'm a little more confident in saying Santana and Ortiz are going to beat Private Party. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because yeah. I think Jericho is going to lose, possibly. Hager probably is going to lose. So, like, I think Inner Circle needs to get some win. So, yeah, I'm going to say that. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. And I, I think I probably would agree with you way more strongly, but I feel like with Matt Hardy there, I feel like he's the X factor. It's like either he's going to help yeah. them win or he's going to, like, maybe cost them the match. Yeah, you're like goes and does one of his changes and <laughs> misses like when <laughs> interference happens. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, Alright, let's see. We've got last match. Um, You know what? I'm going to take the Jurassic Express over uh, MJF and Wardlow because uh, MJF had beaten Jungle Boy by himself, which he absolutely should have. Yeah. But then I feel like this would be the sh- time to shine and see like the strength of Jurassic Express and maybe Luchasaurus either gets a surprise pin on Wardlow or maybe on MJF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I just that's uh, I was very like contemplating these two matches, 
Like, and that's why I had to sit there and think. But uh, yeah, I think that's a good call. I I loved. I think Lucha, we saw Luchasaurus and Wardlow like uh, tangle a little bit on last uh, Dynamite, right? And that was mm-hmm. really good. So yeah, so I mean, I'm looking forward to this. I'm honestly looking forward to a lot of this card. I think I'm going to be really excited seeing it both on July 1st and the 8th. Yeah, I was going to ask you your opinions on that. What do you think of like the um, taking what would have been a pay-per-view and putting it for free on TV two weeks? Fuck it. I like it. I mean, yeah, I, I definitely enjoy it, especially in, in this kind of like COVID time. I feel like it's almost like a nice little nod to kind of like help people get by and just get yeah. something to see. Yeah, I, I'm really excited for a lot of these matches on this show. I think it's actually going to be a really fun kind of break here in the summer. And yeah, perfectly right around the uh, 4th of July, it's capstoning on both sides. Mm-hmm. So it's like, get a little bit before, a little bit after. Is there uh, any night you're looking to forward to a little bit more than the other? I think between the two, I'm looking a little bit more forward to night two. Between uh, yeah. Moxley Cage, uh, Jericho Cassidy... Uh, Cabana and Dark Order versus SoCal for kind of like that weird, I want to see what they do with Cole Cabana. Mm-hmm. And then also, I definitely am excited for like FTR and Young Bucks versus uh, Butcher Blade and Lucha Bros. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel the same way too, which is like how we should feel, right? Like that is the ultimate, that's the, like the first one is the warm up, so to speak. And then the second one is the, uh, the finale. So. Exactly. Exactly. Although I'm definitely looking forward to night one as well. I'm not saying that that's oh, uh, yeah. not nothing. Like but a, between the Jurassic, two, I feel like night two. Like night one, I'm Jurassic Express, Cody, and Omega and Paige is what I'm looking forward to. And a little bit of a other in part, uh, private party versus Santa and Trees. So basically everything except for Sheedan <laughs> Ford. Yep. Yeah. Because well, these other matches are better built up. Like. Well, better built up, and then also too, like I, I don't feel like I've ever been impressed by Penelope Ford yet. So, yeah. like we'll see, we'll see if uh, Sheeta can carry her to a decent match, or if it's just going to be kind of meh. Yeah. But even if it is meh, it's whatever. I'm sure there'll be better defense. Like I would assume that uh, in their original plans, like this is probably going to be Britt Baker, but then you know her getting injured, and whatnot, not being able to compete. Yeah. But she'll she'll get her time. Like once she comes back, and I mean, I've I've been loving her antics that she's been doing in the meanwhile too. Like, I feel like Britt Baker's growing a lot into her heel role of the role model thing. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that's yeah. gonna do it for us this week. That'll do it. Yep, those are all the matches. Uh, hope you all enjoy watching Fighter Fest if you get around to it. And uh, if you're looking for other good wrestling, the New Japan Cup is still going on. We're in the midst of the second round. It is excellent so far. And got some other cool shit coming up, too. Yeah, and I think our next big show is Extreme Rules. Or do we have anything before that? Um, I, f- I feel like I'd probably like to do Dominion, if we can, because that's okay. going to be at the end of the New Japan Cup. And that's, I think, July 11th. Uh, when is Extreme Rules? July 19th. Giant seat. Okay, so yeah, I think that'll be before that. Um, so okay. yeah, probably next time we'll catch you all will be for Dominion. So yeah, you're going to have to catch up on some New Japan, buddy. <laughs> or at least do some research. Like I'm the scientist you are. <laughs> all right. Have a good week, everybody. Yep. Peace out, everybody.
Catch you next time.